Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com. From Mansour's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. You could say we're sports crazy in South Louisiana, potentially more so than anywhere else in the country, and with good reason. More professional athletes come out of Louisiana per capita than any other state in the U.S. Maybe it's our famous cuisine or the chemicals in our water. Whatever the reason, our sports-obsessed culture is also spawning a growing number of sports-related businesses. It's taken us a while to capitalize on one of our greatest resources, but that's starting to change. My first guest today is helping to lead the charge and grow the business of sports in Louisiana and particularly the Capital Region. He is Eric Engman, Vice President and CEO-elect of the Baton Rouge Area Sports Foundation. For more than two decades now, the Sports Foundation has worked to bring sporting events to Baton Rouge and has worked with local, regional and national sports events coordinators in planning and executing their events here. Eric has been with the foundation since 2007 and has master's degrees both in sports administration and business administration. He was promoted to executive vice president in 2012 and later this year will take over the foundation from longtime CEO Jerry Stovall. Eric, lots to talk about. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. And my next guest is a sports entrepreneur of sorts and also a veteran guest of Out to Lunch. He is Joseph Tucker, whose company HydraGuard and the hydrating mouthguard it makes was featured in one of our first episodes in Out to Lunch. In the 15 months since then, Joseph has launched a second product, HydraGuard Recharge. It's a sports drink that has many times more electrolytes than Gatorade and other leading sports drinks with just a fraction of the sugar. It just hit store shelves and already orders are pouring in. Joseph, it is the coolest story and we can't wait to hear about it. Welcome back to Out to Lunch. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Eric, let's start with you. When we talk about sports in Baton Rouge, everybody immediately thinks LSU football because that dominates the conversation. But there's so much more. Absolutely. Um, we see uh, just so much other sports activity in our city uh, at all levels, from youth to, to uh, adults and male, female, across the board. When we talk about sports, we talk, we, the moniker we use is you know, from archery to wrestling. That's W is about as far down the line as we get. But we do everything, anything and everything in between with um, you know, young kids who are six, seven years old, all the way up to we're going to have a, a master's track meet this summer. We'll have 85, 90, 95-year-old athletes you know, wow. running track and field. So um, a lot of this flies under the radar. A lot of a it lot is of not it things Absolutely. that people um, necessarily see in the newspaper. Uh, or would understand unless they're involved with it. Mm -hmm. But it is big business, and it, there are big numbers that go behind it. 
So um, what events have y'all helped to attract here over the years? Well, so some of the ones that people would recognize are obviously some of the bigger bowling tournaments, um, the 2005 um, Open Championships, the 2012 Open Championships. We'll have women bowlers this, uh, I'm sorry, next summer uh, in 2017. Um, we've hosted uh, national senior games here in Baton Rouge mm -hmm. uh, a number of times. We've hosted some uh, junior Olympic track and field meets here that are national scope, six, seven, eight thousand uh, athlete events. The last, um, let's say the last five, six years, we've hosted a, what we call a Region 3 uh, soccer tournament twice, once in 2010, once in 2014. And, and Those are monster events for us. Were these events coming here before the foundation existed well, the, 20 years ago? The, the uh, genesis of the Sports Foundation came out of a really big year for Baton Rouge Sports in 1993. So uh, at that time, Tommy McHugh was the mayor, and we hosted, uh, so we hosted USA Track and Field Junior Olympics, we hosted the National Sports Festival, and we hosted women bowling all in that one year. And I think at that point, uh, you know, some of the city leadership started looking around and saying, what can we do? Can we do this all mm -hmm. the time? Why is this just happening one time? And so um, that's where, you know, Coach Stovall got involved and was brought in from, uh, he was the athletic director of Louisiana right. Tech at the time, came down, uh, and the Sports Foundation began in June of 1994. Okay. Um, and so at that time, the Sports Commission concept was in its infancy mm -hmm. nationwide. Um, but we were actually one of the first cities to have a standalone sports foundation that wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, we worked very closely with Visit Baton Rouge, but wasn't inside of a, a traditional right. commission business bureau. And then, so what is your model? I mean, do you all subsist on, on donations and, and so grants it's, and it's you use three, that to try to? It's a three-headed uh, monster of sorts. Um, so Visit Baton Rouge is our, uh, our biggest partner. Uh, they provide funding for us. Um, the state of Louisiana provides some funding for us through um, the hotel motel tax, and then we self-generate about a third as well. So it's a three-stool, three-legged stool type of setup. And, and how do you spend that money in in the effort to, to attract sporting events? Right. So our job is to uh, is to coordinate with these national governing bodies, utilizing our local contacts, utilizing our local resources to go out and make contact with these different groups develop these relationships over time and then bring these events back to back to the city so uh, whether it's working with the soccer club here to bring soccer to town or working with our track and field contacts to do track meets um, developing our own events you know mm -hmm. and, and that's a big focus of us for us lately has been um, instead of giving uh, a big chunk of change to a national governing body who uh, brings a nice event um, can we look at the opportunities to start our own events um, right. and have that same impact but keep the money here in town and not have it go to Colorado Springs or Indianapolis, New York City? Well, I, I want to continue this conversation, but Joseph, i got to bring you in here because we're talking about sports and athletes, and, and your company you know, was created to, to help athletes perform better. You came up with this idea for a hydrating mouth guard and when we last spoke you were you were getting it into LSU into some of the stores and you were even talking to NFL teams and now fast forward you have a sports drink <laughs> how did this happen and in such a relative short amount of time so you know the, the idea is you know the company was founded on the on the uh, hydrating mouth guard uh, that took off and it's and it's doing its thing right now we're currently offered in about five states really uh, yes it started off in the football industry mm -hmm. and then as what our product is, 
uh, differentiates than any other mouth guard on the current market is that ours offers a different application, such as that I can put uh, water or I can put, say, our new sports drink in, uh, in our hydrating mouth guard now. It offers an application not only for football, for when athletes are on that fourth, that fifth, uh, you know, that sixth push, where we have a heavy presence in Texas. You know, the, the Texas heat, the southern regions, sure. Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, uh, you know, the, su the southern states where, you know, it's very hot down here. They need a little extra splash of liquid while they're out there, out there on the field. Uh, that took off. It's doing its, you know, it's doing its thing. We have uh, athletes in um, uh, baseball. I didn't think baseball would be a, be a market. Uh, we have uh, athletes in baseball that are currently using it, softball, uh, lacrosse. Uh, we're in New Jersey with hockey. Uh, we have marathon runners, which is the original idea of where this idea kind of came off of. And then I had, uh, you know, year and a half later, I had uh, the LSU I uh, IP department. They contacted me. And IP? Said, yeah. What is that? Intellectual property department. Okay, right. Uh, they contacted me and said, yeah, Joseph, listen, we know about the, uh, the hydrated mouth guard and what you're currently doing with that. Would you be interested in this technology that we have? So they reached out to you. Correct. Interesting. And, and so I, I, I re uh, reached back out to Dirk and those guys at the, in the IP department. Uh, we got together and I looked at the technology. I said, uh, you know, this is very interesting. You know, what, what can we do with this? Okay, so let's back up. So this technology for a magical sports drink that has many times more electrolytes than Gatorade and way less sugar. Yes. I mean, that was basically the technology you're talking about. That is correct. So this technology is called, uh, you know, it was uh, founded by LSU. They found a new application. And what this uh, technology does is that masks the taste of electrolytes. Okay. And so typically what you see with current sports drinks on the market, they'll uh, advertisers uh, increase their electrolytes, but typically when something they do that, something else goes up with it, and that's typically sugar, and that's to mask the taste of those electrolytes. It's not for a quick burst of energy; it's to hide the flavor. Correct. Okay. Yes. And so, some you know some of the leading uh, leading brands that we have currently on the market, you're looking at uh, 20 to 30 30 grams, 34 36 grams of sugar. That's killer. Correct. And the thing is, though, is most most of these people that are having these uh, these sports drinks, you know, it's you know, it's me. You know, I might get a wor an hour of workout a day. That's not enough to justify 34 right. grams of sugar. Right. The daily intake is 20. Yeah. The sad thing is that the, also the kids are the ones that are intaking all of these these sugars, which is all kinds of research. And we'll, we'll get into all that right now about, you know, the sugars and the consumption mm -hmm. for their for their children. But uh, where we come into play is that we offer a special uh, product because of that technology, and we're able to increase those electrolytes without adding hardly any of those sugars at all. And it tastes good. It, it sure looks pretty. Yes. <laughs> so with, there was three things whenever I was developing this product. One, we had to create a premium product that had to be, that could match up and surpass anything that's currently on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, two, it had to be competitively priced. You know, I've been in the manufacturing industry, dis uh, distribution, uh, you know, across the nation, and that's something I know how to do relatively pretty quickly. Uh, did that, so uh, premium product, price, and three is ultimate, you know, the taste test. It has to taste good. Nobody's going to buy it if it doesn't taste right. good, right? And so those are the three checkpoints, you know, the three marks that we had to check on, the three boxes that we had to check off on uh, before we launched it. We got it to that point and then released it. Where we developed this product originally was at the LSU Ag Center. Okay. So it wasn't just me that I, you know that came up uh, overnight with this formulation. 
the LSU uh, Ag Center and their scientists, uh, Marvin, Ashley, and also Louise and Gay over there at the uh, uh, food incubator, LSU food incubator. Okay. Now, it seems like the the potential market for this is huge because Correct. there's so many recreational users. I mean, people drink sports drinks all the time. Yes. The market... Uh, As opposed to like a mouth guard, for yeah. instance. It would only be a, you know... A team sports person. Correct. So the mouth guard is a very is a much smaller market. Yeah. Uh, the beverage uh, the beverage industry obviously it's a, it's a huge you know multi billion dollar you know industry, and so is what we have you know there's you know you drive down the road you're gonna see convenience stores you're gonna see nutrition companies you're gonna have gyms every place has some type of a health product in it, and that you know that's on market and as of yesterday we hit about 110 locations in louisiana yeah. only in, or out of state in, as well in louisiana rouses will bring us out of state wow yes so so you've already signed a deal with rouses we have an agreement with rouses we're lining up our distributors to get our product to their locations so you have a distributor that was my other question what are your plans for marketing and distribution our marketing distribution uh we pl can't plan on using the kind of model like marucci did uh, a lot like with their their ambassadors for the company and mm -hmm. which we're seeking out right now. We have roughly about uh, seven, uh, 67 uh, NFL, MLB, and uh, hockey players right now that we plan on bringing onto our team and then help marketing at that through the social influencers as well. Also is going into the local community, being a part of organizations, uh, being part of these youth programs, seeing how we can plug in with each other. One is the Louisiana Marathon that we plan on being a part of, uh, the Rock and Roll Marathon. Uh, you know, um, different 5Ks that we plan on being at just to kind of, you know, be the, uh, spread the awareness of our product and help, you know, bring our product to, you know, the kids, you know, uh, and the adults in, in our community. Is it, it's difficult to get shelf space, you know, anytime when you have a new product. Correct. Uh, how, how does that work? Well, you know, the obvious monsters are, co you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi. You know, it's power, it's Powerade and Gatorade. Right. You know, so I, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, Powerade ro owns roughly about 80% of the market. Pepsi is 15%, 5% uh, there for, for, you know, people like startups like us to come in and disrupt. Mm -hmm. So as what we do, there is a little bit of room for us to come in at. And so as we're, we have our success is, you know, starting in our community saying, hey, look, you know, Rouse's, uh, you know, Robert's. Uh, look, you know, you guys are local, we're local, you know, get behind us, we'll grow with you guys, you know, and a lot of these companies, you know, this, Louisiana is a very, and especially Baton Rouge, is a very great place to have a, a launch a company. There are many local companies in here that started off the exact same way that yeah. I did, and they're ready to get behind you. And they're saying, yeah, yes, absolutely. You're from Baton Rouge, you're, you're you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're starting, starting your company out come in we'll give you a shot and then that's up to us to come in and prove ourselves sure w was it difficult to i mean lsu approached you so you were able to license the technology from the inventor they didn't want to hold on to it i mean yeah well the yeah. licensing is still attached to them i see yeah okay. the license they still they still own okay. that technology i just have exclusive rights to, to it. use it to use it words. yeah i'm the only one that can use this product fantastic yeah. you're listening to out to lunch i'm stephanie regal my guests are joseph tucker of hydroguard and eric eggman of the baton rouge area sports foundation eric are there opportunities for the sports foundation to partner for instance with joseph certainly the market is like i mean billions and billions of dollars international in fact in scope but locally um 
I think there's enough organizations out there who need support, who are looking for these things to fill uh, gaps in, um, in in either at the event production level or at the day-to-day, -day, you know, a track club, you know, um, the YMCA, you know, all these mm -hmm. organizations that I think you can uh, tap in, especially people who are very, you know, so the Y is very locally based, you sure. know, so that would be a, a, a good tie-in. But uh, absolutely, there's there's certainly ways to get the product into the hands of the consumer. And I imagine that's what you guys want to at least sample, get an idea of what it is, um, and then add to that and start looking for it on, on shelves of, uh, you know, retailers. You all are making this product at the food incubator right now. I, at some point, I guess you max out, and you need to go to bigger production facilities. We huh? have maxed out. You have already? Yeah, we have already. <laughs> <laughs> we have already maxed out. Uh, we're now bringing it, bringing it into... Uh, a co-packer and slide out which we have already maxed out there wow. uh, before we even <laughs> gone into the production with them uh, on a daily on a daily basis uh, so we've hit roughly right now you know we've been at these you know these different events taste mm -hmm. testing and we're roughly about uh, we've hit about 10,500 uh, bottles on back order of what we have right now so and so how are you gonna fill it where are you gonna go do this uh, BEC uh, beverage uh, co-packer out of Slidell. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's our co-packer who we use, um, and then when we do that, then we'll be distributing it to our uh, our consumers, our online orders, and things of that nature. And I guess you're already looking for another place to to enable you to scale up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, being in the manufacturing world, especially for the mouth guard, I learned a lot of lessons, mm -hmm. and so I always have you know one or two other manufacturers lined up right now, and so we're ready to go. So if anything were to happen with say the flood okay right. and then and then it flooded out uh the uh our uh, our co-packer there in slide l well we have another another co-packer that we can say all right look you have the go we need to schedule this in three days get this production going and get these units shipped out that's great so it's just you know line, lining everything up but also having a you know a plan b you know to uh to fall back on and that's something that we've been you know fairly pretty good at so that's far. great yeah do y'all think that we're more sports obsessed here in Baton Rouge or South Louisiana than elsewhere? Only SEC states or? Um, I mean, I've lived all over the country. I, I think um, I think we have, I think college towns particularly have, especially they don't have pro teams, have, have a really strong, you know, affiliation to sport at, at the high school level and at the college level. Um, if you, but at the same time, I, mean, I lived in Cincinnati, I've lived in Lexington, Kentucky, I've lived in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, Madison was insane for all <laughs> things Badgers, all okay. things high school sports. So I, I think we have a, a very, it's one of these, and we talk about it, uh, you know, I teach some at LSU, you know, live sports events are about the only thing that's a surprise anymore mm -hmm. in entertainment. Um, so if you show up at a, at a game, you just never know what you're going to see. And I think that's the appeal of sports at this point. That's a great point. That really is. How do you think we can leverage our homegrown talent here, you know, to make sports more of an economic development engine? Um, in terms of our facilities or just in terms of our uh, terms personalities? Of everything, yeah. Everything? Or even companies that make sports-related products. Or, 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 you know, companies like Bob Munson's, you know, sports consulting business right. that is now located here. I think our... We certainly have a lot of athletes who have who've come through here, so leveraging those personalities um, and having those folks tell our story outside of the market. So when they are out, you know, and I think that's actually 
we've seen a lot of that in the last decade or so as a lot of our LSU athletes end up in professional sports. Then they go beyond that and end up in media or end up, you know, if it's Anthony McFarlane who's on the SEC Network now or Ryan Clark who's a big part of ESPN now, those are all South Louisiana guys. I mean, and, and so I think you're starting to see in the media at least a lot more of these guys who are, you know, have this South Louisiana bend to their personality or bend to their um, to their analysis, they're out front and center. Mm -hmm. um, so we're starting to see on the football side, we're starting to see a little bit on the baseball side. Um, but um, yeah, I think there's I think there's a ton of potential here. Uh, I think it's important for people to realize how big the industry is, not just here locally with our teams and so forth, but just big picture that yeah. there's so much going on uh, in media, in manufacturing, and in, in what Marucci's been able to do is incredible. Um, I'm, and that's probably maybe the biggest story sports-wise for us so from a business standpoint is where they go from, you know, taking that brand, the, you know, the bat brand and the baseball brand, does that end up becoming something that looks like Under Armour? Is that something that become, you know, maybe becomes something that looks like Nike at some point? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, where do they go from here is, is a huge question. You would hope. Well, let's switch gears for a moment and do a segment that we call the brother-in-law question. I don't know if either of you has a brother-in-law, but for the purposes of this conversation, let's pretend like you do. I do. So, so Eric, your, your brother-in-law comes to you and says he wants to become a, a professional athlete. What do you advise, assuming that he's got some talent? Well, I was about to say, uh, that's the <laughs> first question is can you play? No, I, I don't think there's anybody who – I think there's a lot of obviously very talented individuals who end up in in, in professional athletics, but there's so many things that have to go right for you um, that you know it's all, there's hardly any advice other than working really really hard and getting a, a lot of breaks. Uh, it's uh, it's the odds are stacked against you from day one, and you can run the statistics on who ends up being in, in professional athletics, but it's. It's so minuscule. Um, I'd advise them to, to you know, stay Do in school, else, right? <laughs> get a background, and then if all the trips, if all the chips right. fall where they may, then then you'll have an awesome opportunity. But good advice, Joseph. Let's say your brother-in-law comes to you and says he has a great <laughs> idea for a new product that's not going to compete with yours, and he wants to get into business. What advice do you have for budding entrepreneurs, somebody with that, that great idea like you had? Yeah, I, uh, immediate. You know, I tell everybody that comes to me and says, you know, hey, Joe, I have an idea. How do I get started? You know, my first thing that I say is, you know, you know one, uh, you, one, you have to believe in yourself. Uh, two, com be all in with your product. Uh, three, trust the process and be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... Uh, How long have you been working on the HydroGuard products. How, how, how many years has it been now since you got the idea for the mouth guard? Five, five, going on five, five and a half years now. Five and a half years, yeah. okay. So a lot of, you know, whenever I started this product, you know, like other many entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurs and inventors, you think of, you know, I, I have this idea, okay, but, well, I don't know how to get started, so I'm not gonna do it, you know, or I don't know anybody else that's an, uh, an inventor, so what do I, where do I go to from here? You know, it, <clears throat> as long as, you know, I started this in researching on Google. That's all I had. Really? Yeah. I, I had Google and Barnes and & Noble, and that's where I started. You know, I went to school for business finance. I started, started working for a for Fortune 500 company. I thought my, you know, my dreams were Wall Street. Uh, the, the company and the product consumed me of who I was. I became Hydregard, which was what was needed, and then I ultimately made that, was able to make that jump, but looking back, you know, hard work, uh, you know, just 
go to you know, go to Google, call <laughs> me. You know, I'm always a guy and open to to lend some advice to whoever may need it. That's very generous of you. What do you all think we need more of here in Louisiana to make this a better place to to do business for sports entrepreneurs and sports organizations? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you start? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, you know, uh, you know, a lot of, the, you know, having more events, you know, having more events, having like a, a, a you know, a play, you know, uh, some of these, you know, the cost, not the costumes, but some of these, these parks to where, you know, uh, a little bit more marketing behind it, I mm -hmm. guess, and pumping that out to local businesses and saying, hey, look, be a part of this, get more vendors that like, you know, HydroGuard involved. And, you know, I can guarantee you that I would tell more companies of, look, this is what we have going on. You should look into this, you know, bring in that park, you know, more fees and things of that nature and help growing, you know, growing their parks. Like, uh, I guess, Breck, uh, bringing some of the talent over there. Um, there's more events, I think, yeah. you know, more organized events going on. I know there's a lot of 5Ks. But a lot uh, of those, and, and growing number of half marathons too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of runs, um, maybe you know baseball tournaments, softball tournaments, and things of that nature, which I know Baton Rouge is pretty. I think on. diversity in events is is something we're you know looking at closely and and trying to find holes in the market. You know where are we not meeting the needs? You know where are we? You know this is something we're actually going to try to work on in 2017. But where are our holes from a facility standpoint? Like. Do we have enough quadrilinear fields that we can do soccer on? Maybe we do, you know, but mm -hmm. we need to study it and look at it really closely to see what are all the things that we need as a community or we need as a region uh, in order to host some of these bigger events and, and play in a bigger sandbox, if you will, to get some of these bigger events to, to the city or start events that we haven't been able to do previously. Um, how do we work with our local communities to make um, – you know, kind of informal recreation easier. Like, how mm -hmm. can I get on my bike and ride from Baton Rouge to St. Francisville and not get hit by a logging truck? You oh, know? yeah. That's Is this possible? That would be so nice yeah. if you could figure that one out. <laughs> right. You know, how are how do we create some of these situations for people who either are, you know, want to train for events or just, you know, go on a Saturday morning and have a 30-mile bike ride? Is that possible? So how do we work on those projects? I think this Capital Pathways project has been very good for, you know, Breck, you know, inter interconnecting the city through trails and through mm -hmm. paths that are not next to a road. Um, and I, we're hopeful that that continues to progress and get you know to where they want it to be eventually. But those types of things, I think, improve quality of life, A, but also give us some alternate facilities to do some fun things and do some things that people can do informally. And it doesn't have to be Eric shutting down a road somewhere so that we can do a, a half marathon or do a road race. I'm, I'm glad to know y'all are y'all are working on that. Unfortunately, gentlemen, we're out of time already, but it's great to hear how y'all are building successful organizations and companies based around sports, which is such a passion here in Louisiana. And we look forward to great things coming out of the Sports Foundation and, of course, out of HydroGuard. So thanks for joining me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. My Absolutely. guests today on Out to Lunch have been Eric Engman of the Baton Rouge Area Sports Foundation and Joseph Tucker, founder of HydroGuard. You can find out more about the Sports Foundation and HydroGuard by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. 
The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed and sold and at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, it's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for it's batonrouge.la and wrkf 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Thank you.